So Bryce, uh, why did the Libertarian cross the road? Oh, why, why, why did he? Uh, to return his copy of Atlas Shrugged to the library. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, and rhymed. Uh, did I say that right? I always mispronounce that. Um, I, I'm not sure ha- how to say it other than wrong, which <laughs> was. Oh man, jeez, now that's a cheap shot too. Uh, I, you know, for the life of me, maybe it's just because I'm just too stupid, but I. I Never really could understand the book or uh, her whole thing, what she's about. Have you? I never finished the book because it's like six hundred pages long. I mean, it's it's Bible length. Even the wiki like, doesn't make sense. Well, that's just because you haven't been looking it up on Conservapedia. She's uh, very popular over there. Really? Was she? I didn't. Yep, uh, absolutely. I didn't know she was a conservative. No, uh, objectively, she's not. Um, although she has those economic principles, but it's the uh, her social. Um, beliefs that gets gets her in trouble with the conservatives. Uh, she was well. Um, episode thir- thirteen. Keep on trucking. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, run through our business here. Indeed, uh, everyone. It's great to have you here again. If you'd like to reach out to us with any kind of comments or concerns, you can reach us at our email address, montanavoices at gmail dot com. Our Twitter handle is going to be at montana underscore voices. Our Facebook page is at Montana Voices Podcast. Our Twitch will be up this week. It sounds like we're going to be. I'm um, planning on doing some sort of premiere for uh, the new year. Bring it in, my New Year's resolution to stream more frequently. It's going to be twitch.tv slash Montana Voices, and you can always find each of our episodes at Montana Voices Podcast. We search for that on YouTube. Uh, and then in addition to that, our uh, play credentials have been reinstated by uh, the high-ups over there at Google. Um, we're back in the saddle again with Google Play, everyone. So the uh, top of the top of all your streaming platforms, you can find us now ne- right there next to your Joe Rogan and your uh, last podcast on the left and your uh, Rush Limbaugh. I think he's on there. All the big shots, we're up there too now. Absolutely. On uh, Google Play Music, um, for whatever reason, I have uh, been meaning to send an email about this. We are not on Google Play Podcast anymore, which I thought was the same thing, so this makes no sense to me. Wow. Um, uh, hopefully I, I don't have to talk to an actual person. Wait, so but if the, we're on Google... There's a whole separate area of just podcasts? Yeah, if you... Uh, the Google Podcast app is... You can get your podcast in the Google Play Music app uh, for free, whether you're a Google Play Red subscriber or All Access, whatever they call it, subscriber. Um, but there's also a podcast app dedicated directly to podcasts, which only features podcasts. Wow, I didn't know that. Well, uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and install that on my devices of choice right now and uh we of course are on itunes as well um i think that covers all the major streaming platforms i believe uh we're also on spotify as well aren't we yep absolutely that's a new one uh spotify all the kids use that for some reason i don't i don't get it wasn't it pandora in our day i used to know some people that had pandora premium and (laughs) and paid for it (laughs) yeah back in my day we used pandora we could only skip through two songs an hour and we liked it (laughs) that's the way it was and, and we liked it well we have uh, no corrections once again. Our last episode um, was a, a sort of a Christmas egg um, because it was an extra episode middle of the week uh, for our dedicated subscribers. It wasn't even on YouTube. We just put it only on our website. So if you want to hear about the War on Christmas or the War on Xmas, that is episode 12, our special Christmas episode. Indeed. We got a little wild on that one. Uh, we didn't really have a set outline, and you can tell because we started to ramble quite a bit. You know... Uh, for special occasions like that, I, th- I feel it's all right to do things like that. Absolutely, for uh, you know, for our dedicated fans, they they should get 
you know, something extra sometime. It's just us, even if it's just us rambling. Um, but it's um, great to be back on a regularly scheduled uh, activity, which is a, a good thing we can be back because uh, looks like internet was out for uh, most of Montana for quite some time. Yes, indeed. Ooh, man. Uh, CenturyLink does it again. When do they not, I tell you? Yeah, still don't have a um, source of the trouble from CenturyLink. Uh, they said uh, there was a major uh, issue. of. Oh, obviously there's a major issue. I'm not sure of the exact uh, implications of it, um, but I understand 911 and voice service was interrupted for some times. And uh, our guy in the FCC, Ajit Paji, how do you say his name? Ajit uh, Pai. Um, more commonly pronounced More commonly pronounced as... Uh, Horrible. Well, he is investigating this, and um, as usual, I doubt anything will come of it. I'm sure uh, top men will overlook this uh, within a few months. Yeah, we'll forget all about it, and we'll be on the the next outage. Uh, I don't know, is it CenturyLink's turns next, or is Charter going to go, or Spectrum, whatever chop, whatever name they're going by nowadays? Well, is you know, any time you have big providers like this, uh, you, you see people start to bring up the similarities between the two and oh well you know i could just switch to charter and then the next person three comments down is saying ah well they're no better um you know i i I feel jim like we should go into the whole spectrum of these outages ha spectrum funny joke there regards to charter uh but we should really uh not necessarily deep dive but at least just address like the types of outages from a common man's perspective here, what we've seen and the differences, because these are not, uh, you know, this isn't the same thing as like what Charter faced, uh, you know, not too long ago here in Montana. Well, as as I understand, Charter doesn't have uh, the same liability as CenturyLink does. Um, weren't most of the uh, critical services typically on, on CenturyLink fiber or DSL? Um, I think, because Charter still, they're, they're not a business-grade provider like... Uh, you can't get that same type of service like you can through CenturyLink, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, they'll sell you something that's labeled business, but um, what that means to them is, is different what an actual than what an actual business yeah, I mean, connection. You, you should can send be. emails for work on it, sure, pal. Whatever you know, whatever you want to do with it, you do. Yeah, we'll write business on it. Your bill, sure. Um, and we will charge you for it. So. Indeed. No, the uh, where. It, and yeah, you're right. This is kind of a tricky thing, but I think the charter does fall into that spectrum to an extent because they are offering home phone service still on their packages. And because they do that, they pick up that liability then of being that 911 line provider. So, so all these independents got it, got the thinking right with the, uh, the phone service and not offering it. So. Indeed. From what I understand, when the charter outage happened, that, like, they have multiple lines that come into the state, uh, at least more than just the one that got cut over the ravine that caused the outage. But everyone else uh, that didn't power cycle, like, after that outage happened, stayed online but just had horrible packet loss because those other lines were just choked up completely. But the way the charter had it set up there, I guess, on their system, from what I was told, uh, is that they... Anyone who had phone service set on their subscription was able to get provisioned on their modems, so that they still had priority. Quality of service, I believe, is a term used for that, something of the sorts. But uh, anyways, uh, they were given priority there for phones uh, in the sense that they would still work. But if you had just flat internet, like, nah, 
fuck you, you know. It'll be back in a few days, maybe. And so... Well, that prioritization makes uh, sense to me. So you're... You're saying if I'm a business customer with a voice line on my charter I'm service, which I'm saying your voice home, might work, but like your 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 internet, eh, like that will that becomes second tier. But all voice traffic, like any kind of outage scenario like that, by FCC standards, like that becomes top tier. Like you, you got to keep that shit up and rolling. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know it's sort of. You know the industry's changing, but everything's going over the internet connection, and of course the uh, the voice the charter offers is just voice over cable internet essentially, um, over over the packets and waves and whatnot, as opposed to you know dedicated standalone lines and and connections for PBXs and such. So still a, a bit of a different business from a, a business connection. Still have that disconnect. It is. And, but, you know, and so I guess that's where you, you see the difference, though, in the types of outages here, though, is because since you just had the one line get cut there, um, the people who still had that priority set to their phones still were able to get out, and uh, everyone else just had kind of shitty connection. And then if you power cycled your shit and, and you didn't have a phone on there, like, you just weren't getting anything. So uh, on the other hand, though, the CenturyLink outage is a whole different massive monster in and of itself i was uh, unable to find any you know exacting details of what went wrong and what they did i have no them. idea what so, it is either but uh looking at down detector pretty tight-lipped about it yeah anything on down detector that i saw about it it was like you know the entire united states like any of their major market areas was like fucking bleeding red so because of that um i saw a lot of people you know God, <laughs> we have to make sure we segue into conspiracy theorists on this here because there were quite a few of them still posting on Facebook. I saw, but um, the what got hit there? It seemed like it was something to do. It almost looked like they had screwed up something with their databasing, something to do with certificates. Because for an outage to hit that that many things at once like that. You know, that that's like a lot of bad patches applied to a bunch of different boxes or something. You know, something around in that space. You updated all of your boxes in one Yeah, night. just like the intern came in and just decided to push the new rev. Like, yeah, Cisco just released it yesterday. They said try it now. So I just hit upgrade. Well, we'll have to pull out that Simpsons meme of the uh, the old guy hitting the Cisco oh, box to make the internet You know what? Work. We should... Uh, <laughs> I, I believe I actually have that picture somewhere around um yeah that'll be the thumbnail <laughs> well that was a, a terrible segue because typically we have a here at montana voices podcast we have some sort of format uh we're going to review our old topics of course we talked about rural broadband and then i was supposed to segue into central link outage uh so moving on to the next old topic is zinkies on the greener pastures no doubt uh, we also discussed the the black feet and specifically browning and uh and a sh- short update on that uh Looks like there's new, um, the Montana legislature is, uh, you know, making a bill to attempt to accurately count uh, missing indigenous people. So some progress in that direction from the government, which you can't say a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it usually takes a whole shitload of people dying or, you know, being trafficked or kidnapped in order for them to you know, finally... Well, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> Pretty much. Here, you know? Yeah, so uh, I'm glad we're finally uh, starting to... Uh, get our hands in, into the dirt on this shit a bit. So uh, I'd like to see some change on that. 
Um, well, Butte Revitalization continues. There is a new Mexican food authentic in Uptown uh, Butte over there um, that I didn't have on the list here, although I'm still still upset about Best Burger in Uptown closing because it was the Best Burger short of Burger Dive that I've oh. had. And they have closed, so you... That is unfortunate. You know, speaking of uh, closures in the hometown that I do have to bring up that I uh, noticed this past weekend that uh, Pizza Hut in Great Falls has closed their marketplace branch. Uh, really? Permanently, seems no more. Yeah, no, I was blown away by that because they're a major chain, you know. So I called in, and their uh, phone number redirected me to the 10th Avenue store, and so I asked, and they said, yeah, it's been closed, and... I immediately assumed it was for renovations, but then when asked, um, you know, it was told permanently. And so I put a lot of business into that place, so I was... Yeah, that that is unusual when a chain like that closes. Uh, you know, maybe it's just the fate of all businesses in Marketplace Great Falls, or uh, sort of the stigma that came with, uh, if you recall, Chili's in the Shoot the Moon. Indeed. However, Jim, that does not keep uh, them from... Uh, Climbing right back into that used coffin, I tell you, because uh, Black Bear Diner has recently opened up shop. I forget. I think they went into the On the Border. Uh, let's see. One of those. Uh, it was either uh, Chili's. I think is still there. Yeah, right? Chili's is always there. It was either On the Border or Moonshine they moved into. I believe it was On the Border. But uh, from everything I've looked at it, it looks pretty fucking awesome. So I'm very excited to take the family down there and try it out. Uh, I'm really hoping that I'm not disappointed because. The last, like, pretty much any time I go to Denny's, like, it, it just never works out for whatever reason. Well, you know, the first thing is you're at Denny's. Um, yeah, you know, that's... Some terrible life choices led so, you there. So, yeah. Uh, Whether you're working I, or, or patient. And that's why I can never feel, like, super, you know, aggravated at the people working there or anything. Because I, all I can think is, like, God, Bryce, you did this to yourself. Uh, you, you, you came to Denny's. You should have went to Perkins at least, you know. So, should have went to Perkins, and uh, of course, for twenty four hours there, you, your choices are Denny's. Uh, Tracy's is no longer still closed downtown. As uh, I recall, yeah, she is a shut down shop there. R and R still. If you're uh, really, uh, really <laughs> desperate, uh, I mean, they're they're on par with Denny's. That's what you got. I don't know. The R and R is a little like I wouldn't put them at Denny's level. That's a cheap shot. They're a local shop, so they deserve a lot higher than that. They are, and but you know, at at, at three a.m., you just need those hash browns to soak up the alcohol, so you can drive home. So, <laughs> indeed, and somewhere to to sit it off for a little bit, and get some coffee. Well, you know, yeah. that's the Montana way here, Jim. Uh, so, so back to old topics. We covered the onion is coming to Montana, and of course, uh, weed, which we also covered as well. Or, disagreements with the federal government on that for our new topics here uh and this one might be a little bit more of a debate because uh you can take uh my raw water from my cold dead hands bryce uh you're you're an honest believer in regulation uh, and uh i am quite the opposite more of a libertarian stance on things so um <laughs> issues we're going to cover on this is sales tax of course uh um that came came up again for some reason you'd think uh politicians would learn but no um the city spokesmen, uh, specifically Great Falls, new city spokesmen that they're trying to hire and what small communities can do to uh, attract businesses. We're going to discuss the coding schools in Montana. We have a number of them. Education. Of course, the trucking protests taking uh, place to the north, you know, or at northern border where the wall should be built, and uh, how we subsidize North Dakota by taking their you know, very hazardous weights and other economic opportunities coming to Montana. 
Uh, we have quite the talk docket ahead of us here. Tell you what. Well, geez, well let's uh, dive into it with the sales tax. A uh, Republican lawmaker has proposed that we have a sales tax again, and he uh, seeks to decrease property taxes and uh, put a 2.5% sales tax on everything, which is uh, you know, almost a uh, cuss word in Montana. Yeah, them are fighting words. Uh, I cannot believe this is still trying to go through. Like, I understand that you can do better and stuff, but I, th- I thought the taxation was theft. Well, you're you're absolutely right, Brett. Maybe we should t- rename the episode here from "Keep on Trucking" to "Taxation." I think we theft. should. So, as a matter of fact, uh, executive decision. So it's it's been proposed by a Bozeman Republican. We we have to name Mister uh, Kerry White, who. Uh, we don't need to put a picture of him up because he looks exactly what you'd think he'd look like. <laughs> so, um, a 2.5% sales tax, and they actually had a uh, sort of think group gather in Bozeman to discuss Bozeman. the uh, what the yeah Bozeman. Why not? Is a commerce. Why not ca- Scoby? <laughs> why not Scoby? Well, you know Bozeman seems to think, uh, or this guy from Bozeman seems to think he uh, you know represents the state in the sales tax business. There, we need a lot more rep from the uh, smaller areas of Montana for stuff like that. I think the big game-changing things, because uh, that's the kind of stuff that's going to affect the small areas much more than people in the big towns. I think absolutely, and, and places like Scobie and especially those western or excuse me, the very eastern states that are bordering uh, North South Dakota and and Wyoming, they get quite a bit of commerce from people. Specifically driving their uh, duallys up here just to load up on, on goods without sales tax. Indeed. Uh, Billings gets a lot of that business as well. I bet you uh, won't see Billings suggesting that either. I to mention on top of that, the, all these people living in the rural communities around Billings and such that have to come in to Billings to do their shopping, uh, it's just an extra slap in the face there if they have to come into town to do shopping and you got to pay extra sales tax that you had to calculate in your head before you got to the register. It's just always been a nice added feature of Montana of like the price on uh, the, the price that you see on the rail there, the bracket or whatever, the shelf, that's the word I'm looking for, is what you're going to have to pay. You know? Well, uh, according to the article on KTVQ, that's uh, Q2 in, in Billings, um, specifically on this, it is the rural legislatures that are vehemently opposed to this, that uh, do not like the sales tax, and that's why it hasn't had success, because it, it sort of does come up every five years or so, and then we don't hear about it, probably because the people that suggested it are no longer in office, so <laughs> I would hope that's the case. I do recall this was a big but, thing with uh, John Tester and Steve Bullock. They put... We but, should really put out a link for that. They put out a really good video of uh, them going to... Oh, where they're in the drive-thru? They go, to, they go to Taco John's because everyone in Montana loves to go to Taco John's, you know. And uh, they order and they talk about sales tax. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much... I think that one is what won that election that year. Uh, maybe, but it's, it's worth noting that, you know, I don't think the right... Or the, their opponents had actually suggested a tail ta- sales tax at any point. Um, I forget who they were running against. It might have been Gianforte at the time, because didn't he lose his first election, then then run again, as I recall. Um, Something like but that. I, I, he might have discussed the sales tax, but he, he never said he wanted to propose one for Montana. So worth pointing out there that it's a uh, at that time it was a you know cause in search of a or solution in search of a cause. I think. <sighs> Just, yeah. 
but I'm happy to be one of the five states without without a sales tax. Yeah, no, uh, give me no tax or give me death there, you know. So that's uh, Montana House Representative Carrie White from from Bozeman. And you'd think uh, Republicans of all people would understand taxation is theft. Indeed, don't tread on me, man. But uh, those tax dollars, and at least in Great Falls, are going to good things. Apparently Great Falls uh, has room for a city spokesman. Some would argue is, is not a great thing. Um, <laughs> some would argue that it, indeed. Uh, I might argue that as well, simply because other places like Missoula... Um, and billings um they include uh communications and as part of the city administrator or or planner position which is the position you actually you know need as opposed to a dedicated city spokesman or they um like the they're the cheerleader or, or i'm not sure exactly what they would do i do know you need a degree in communications uh to apply for this position at a uh nice 50 grand a year what is that so are you running all you're running the social media accounts though is what that means like this job is doing that you're running the facebook for the city of great falls you can you can paint paint up everything you want about this fucking thing that's all you're doing though is you're running the fucking facebook for the city of great falls so like i think that 50 grand's a little overpriced for that shit um I know that you guys have plus all the benefits horrible um, communication with the people, and you have a lot of people pissed off at the city based off of the, you know just things that are changing with it. It seems a lot of the, uh, what's been called the cronyism and the good old boys club. It seems, but um, I don't think that a communications director's job is like the way to the people's hearts on that issue. You know, like fix the things that everyone's pissed off about. Um, you know, address the things that are considered corruption uh you know fix the things that are getting people angry instead of adding these kind of positions that are over 50 grand a year oh my god yeah i'm sorry i'm 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 offended because i don't make over 50 grand a year and son of a bitch if i if i wanted to do nothing job i'd jump on this shit so goddamn quickly if i had a calm degree but um, if there is, you know, if you need somebody to manage your Twitter, Facebooks, and et cetera, there is a uh, Speaking Socially Media located uh, downtown Great Falls, uh, right by Crooketry, I believe. I just noticed them, and they will manage your social medias for you for, I assume, very competitive rates. What? I didn't know about this. Yep. I have to go to Crooketry uh, more. Uh, do tell me, though. Uh, go on. Did you, did you go uh, th- in? I was there on a, uh, a Saturday, so they were closed, unfortunately. So I only know what's on their, their website. Why were they closed the on a Saturday? It That'd be like prime business day for them. Yeah, social media. I'm sure they have on-calls and stuff. But <laughs> You got to. You got to. Well, um, yeah, they're a social media company. Just sprouted up. They That was a shoe repair shop and and then sort of a um, local grown uh that store in the mall that does all the nutrition stuff i forget um, and then they were one of those shops yeah i think so so um yeah they'll make a website and manage your things uh they've got uh, several things in the website speaking socially media management new business in great falls which uh sort of a segue uh, this is sort of last on the list about tech jobs coming to montana um which i'm going to tie into our episode nine where we talked about montana power and all the fiber they laid down which is still in use today it's excellent. Yes, we're talking about coding schools in Montana. Absolutely. And, of course, Gianforte is excited about this. 
well, he's the one who pushed for it, correct? Um, yes, he did do a push for it. Um, it looks like we have have a few of them, especially in uh, Missoula and Bozeman. Um, there's already one here in Missoula that, jeez, uh, oh, how many is it? A couple hundred uh, people they're churning out every uh, every semester, I think it is. So, and whether that tr- um, translates into actual jobs in Montana is probably another discussion because uh, some history. Me and Bryce went to school together, and how many people from our class are you know, doing anything like we are doing. It's a, it's a small number, I think. I haven't done a survey. It but. is, but it's funny because that small number, you know, a lot of them went through the same classes, though. Yeah, that is true. Uh, speaking of the good boys, old boys. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you know, you, you get trained, you get hired, you know, that's the perfect world there in any kind of job. You go to the vocational school, then you go to the factory after the vocational school that, you know, is paid for by the factory you know sponsored or whatever anyways regardless though uh it's cool to see this kind of stuff coming to montana i don't think there's going to be a massive push for it here you know i i hear the word coding and stuff thrown around all the time and you know but uh it, it it's very ambiguous to the extent for me of like what kind of things are they coding you know it is a boot camps type program 12 weeks it says you can learn to code in 12 weeks but um According to the press relief, I pulled this from the MontanaFreePress.org. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. I know we plugged them previously. Um, but uh, I see something about mobile development, but I see nothing about else about languages or, or what exactly they're learning in here. Um, but they do describe it as a vocational school for the, the new age. Cool thing either way. I uh, was actually looking at a thing called Scratch for my kids the other day. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. It's put out by MIT. It's supposed to be geared to get kids like ages five to seven into coding i believe so we'll probably be setting up an account for that um furthermore i've uh always had a thing for the raspberry pies i know you kind of have as well and um one thing i've kind of been looking at is trying to set up one of them little raspberry pie clubs here within the state because looking at all of the maps there's nothing really within this area of the united states at all for anything like that up Pie Club? Something like that. Sort of like the Reddit meetups, you know, but for Raspberry Pies. Oh, I see. Well, I, I do have a, a pie that's uh, currently underutilized. It can do, you know, just about anything you want Indeed. them to. Indeed. I don't know. Just like, because when you start talking about, um, you know, the coding stuff for the kids, uh, I got involved with all the stuff I did by uh, the networking classes that Great Falls High had back in the day. They put out Cisco classes. From what I understand, though, they've just straight up taken those out of the curriculum altogether, so you can't even do networking now, which is... Have they? Because uh, that is where I got started as well. Um, CMR, so different school, but they also had those same classes. Yeah, same budget there. Um, thank you, GFPS Levy, I assume, at the time, or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, from what I heard, though, that was no longer there. I, I don't really have a good source currently at the high school i could ask i'll have to look around and see i mean could always shoot them an email uh who's that tracy hauk or <laughs> whoever she no uh tammy lacy i get that wrong in every episode tracy hauk is the city commissioner uh city commissioner i think oh, god i hope the... i got that right i know she's with uh paris gibson square museum she was the director there i believe uh but speaking of schools uh uh usa news um um, ranked the best high schools in Montana, uh, according to education scores, uh, 
and, and a few other factors, and Great Falls is the only major town not on the list. Um, yeah. A, a, Fuck yeah, boy. <laughs> but uh, we're all being outdone by Gardner High School in in Gardner. Which I'm a little surprised. Yeah, some of these small schools are apparently doing uh, doing very well, um, surprisingly. And I was surprised to see a whitefish school on there because I know they feel uh, they definitely feel the taxation is theft and <laughs> don't want uh, no part of that. So levies are dead before they start over there. But uh, as far as the top five, uh, Gardner number one. I tell you what, though, dude, I love the whitefish area, like the uh, downtown area. It's so nice. Yeah, I've spent a little time there, as well as the downtown Kalispell area. Not as nice as Whitefish, but you know, definitely worth seeing. Whitefish, it feels like you're walking through a movie set or something. It's uh, just really pristine. It's it's like, uh, oh, if you get a chance, if you're going through the state, stop in Whitefish. But uh, don't go now, because apparently everything other than Missoula at this exact moment is uh, uh, deadly to drive through. Ah, good point. Yeah, you know, we didn't bring up the weather at all yet. Uh, I was going to ask you about that, actually, Jim. What is the weather like in Missoula this evening? Oh, it's a balmy 32 degrees. It's a little wet outside, so the roads are kind of dirty, but it's fine. Wow, it is snow apocalypse hell outside here in Great Falls this evening. At least I think it is. It was earlier. Uh, It's been uh, blowing crazy Chinook-like winds. Uh, I'm sure you heard there was like a 102-mile-per-hour gust recorded up by Browning in East Glacier. Oh, of course, it's Browning. All the they, time. they get the worst of it up there for those the winds. Worst winds, um, and they get that wind snow when it uh, it'll snow and the wind will just be around, or the snow will be around. But then those winds will pick up, and it's like a whiteout blizzard all over again. Even though it's technically not snow. No, it's not. It's just kicked it up from just you know fifty feet over. But uh, yeah, no, it creates an insane hazard and. Any of the footage you ever see from Browning during snowstorms is always insane. Like, God, why do they put them there? You know, of all the places in Montana, they could have given them any other place. Well, it's one of the few places that didn't have any, uh, you know, exploitable natural resources or (laughs) current economic opportunities. The wind hazard there is just horrendous. And then on top of that... Out of sight and out of mind, I think, was the idea. I have a feeling that, like, that's... um, you know, you know how like there's a lot of garbage that gets blown up around uh, the highway and stuff, and I feel like that's a portion of the issue there too. Is just like the wind just accumulates all of that shit. Yep, and it ends up on a fence in Browning, and of course it looks bad on the town. But but it's uh, a long drive to Browning from uh, where we're at. A couple hours for you, and only five for me. But kind of long haul. There's trucker protests. Uh, Especially up in Canada, where they had the thing that a 22-kilometer uh, a loop that uh, they still had to expand because there were so many truckers that were ironically protesting for the pipelines. Apparently, <laughs> wow. Canada is not building pipelines fast enough uh, to keep Albertan truckers happy. <laughs> this blows my mind. Yeah, build, build it up, boys. Uh, you won't see uh, Warren Buffett's fellas supporting anything like this anytime soon um especially not cnr their canadian national railroad are they associated with buffett uh, i'm not probably sure. because burlington northern uh probably hooks up with uh canadian national at some point along the border i assume 
because a lot of that well definitely area, you know it it's the same as it is with like the internet lines is just uh, you know it's turf you know these are our lines but you can use them we went over that previously didn't we um i, I believe so yes i think we've covered a lot in this uh this series so yeah we definitely they do connect to canadian national railroad uh, as far as the financials of that i'm not sure but i do know for a lot of uh, very rural counties up in the High Line that uh, Burlington Northern and was it Montana Rail Link respectively pay the majority of taxes for the county because um, they sometimes they have to pay per pound to haul through a line through the county, which is you know taxation is theft. We've been over that, but yeah, it's insane. Uh, tell you what, the rail line is king. Uh, I I don't think it should go away either. I wish that we saw a bigger push for rail line infrastructure, especially for transportation as opposed to what it's used for now for just freight. It sucks that we can't take the train from Missoula to Great Falls. That does, and you'd think there would be a thing where you can just, you know, I've always thought it'd be grand to, you know, they have all these freight cars, you just, you know, drive your truck onto a car and, you know, lay back and watch a movie on your iPad while you get trained to wherever you're going. Oh, it'd be a great service. Why doesn't Elon Musk The best of both worlds. Oh, oh, I just hope he's not tweeting. That's <laughs> his phone's been taken away. <laughs> sure we can't do so. it to the we president. We can't well. do it to Trump because he's the president. But Elon, he's not the president. They can take his phone. That should because he's uh, maybe objectively a good guy that we want to like, and we did cover that in the last episode. But he just has to stop being a dick on Twitter. Yeah, no, he's just doing this wild shit that's just really unneeded and inappropriate in any capacity. Uh, speaking of Musk, not not Trump, uh, <laughs> take away his Twitter too. But jeez, so continuing on with things so, here. Uh, well, with trucking um, related, uh, you should definitely watch the movie Convoy. Um, related, uh, watching it has uh, Chris Christopherson, who uh, you know, a Kurt Russell lookalike nowadays. Uh, he still makes music. It still has uh, no remnants of an actual beat, in my opinion. Um, he keeps no time at all, but. Uh, <laughs> A, a classic, and if you're into the trucking movies, you have to end it with uh, Black Dog with Patrick Strazy and Randy Travis and uh, Meatloaf. Highly, it's... highly recommended. Meatloaf is the villain in the film, as I recall. Uh, Patrick Swayze does a lot of uh, fingerless gloved shifting in this, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot. Of <laughs> there's a lot of close-up shots. Of the shifting, they probably had to spend an entire day of production time. It's just a guy in a truck watching a a Patrick Swayze double fingerless glove shift. No, we need the aggressive (laughs) downshift in the eighth. Get back in there, and then you know they match it with a lot of the uh, clutch shots as well. You know, in all honesty, this was probably the precursor to the Fast and the Furious series. Oh, they did it with a truck. Oh, this this feels like uh, um, Convoy meets Roadhouse, in my opinion. You know, trucks and Patrick's ways. There's some roundhouse kicks. There's there's some violence. So yeah, but uh, yeah, we probably spent uh, you know too much time talking about why we're we talking about Canada, um, mainly because um, something that irks these these Pacific Albertans up in Canada, the truckers, um, is that a Great Falls judge has uh, blocked the pipeline which is a, an Obama-appointed judge, Brian Morris, from uh, from Great Falls. Of course, Obama-appointed, which means that he's clearly leaning to the left. Uh, clearly, but he's uh, anti-pipeline, or anti-this um, Keystone XL pipeline specifically, and that runs through a little corner of Montana. Um, and they were trying to uh, 
you know, run it in there with a new terminal in Baker, which is why uh, I'm a little surprised we haven't uh, heard more protests in uh, in Montanans, or, or do our truckers actually have uh, work to do? I don't well, know. I don't know. The Baker stop, I guess, no, because Baker would ha- does have actually a, a huge oil presence, now that I think about it. It's been a while since I've been through to Baker, but um, that's in Fallon County, right? I believe so. It's in the upper right corner. Or no, no. Upper right corner is going to be your Plentywood and your uh, Richland, I believe. So that'd be, it's going to be uh, south of Richland. Eastern, southern? Yeah, it should be just north of Broadus, I believe. Yep, so that's uh, almost southern, eastern Montana. So... Way out there, it's... Uh, I mean, you get out there and uh, the color leaves everything. It goes from black and white for everything. And uh, it's a blur of whether you are in North Dakota or not at that point. It does have that feel, but uh, the old plan was to go pretty much straight north from Lincoln, Nebraska. And that, there was, of course, some issues with the uh, the tribe in North Dakota. And uh, so they uh, planned a, a more western route. Um, going through Baker and through, you know, pretty much straight up through Montana, uh, so I'm seeing up into Canada, uh, Alberta, which is the North Dakota of Canada, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I can see why there's not a whole lot of protest going on for it there, because uh, the truckers in Montana have a whole lot of other area to truck other than just Baker, and that's like one tiny little sliver of the state. Yeah, and they don't even want to go there either, even <laughs> I was going to say, it's a long drive out there, Jim. It is. Well, miles pay. If you're not turning, you're not earning, as they say. I mean, the closest McDonald's is what, Miles City? Do They they don't have one in Baker? And I don't believe so. And although I, I've said this before, when you're in a questionable place and there's a McDonald's and you're not sure. Oh, no, they have one in uh, Sheridan, now sure. that I think about it. Uh, McDonald's. We can count on McDonald's always being exactly the same. So you got that going for McDonald's if you're choices the uh, dubious Chinese restaurant in Miles City or the McDonald's um, I would uh, uh, just whatever you do, don't go to the McDonald's in Lewistown I had not had any trouble there don't go you won't have trouble if you don't go all right uh, well speaking of oil apparently um you know Montana takes most of the re- radioactive waste from the Bakken which uh uh, not cool. <laughs> yep, uh, North Dakota has no licensed uh, waste facilities for that. Um, it, it seems to me that they're purposefully not licensing those because uh, if they don't, it goes somewhere else. Why does Montana have a license for that? Who thought that was a good idea? Well, we're looking to expand, apparently. Um, and this one I picked up from uh, Last Best News, um, which is the uh, Billings paper that, unfortunately, as of June this year, is no more. Um, so another. So this was the last best news. It was. It was uh, formerly the Outlook, and then they uh, got together with Last Best News, which was a sort of a contemporary of the um, Electric in Great Falls, and also the Missoula Beat or whatever they call themselves over here. So, but uh, decided to you know throw in the towel on this one. But the site is still up, and then I uh, researched it, and it's still going on today. North Dakota still hasn't licensed anything. And uh, from what I'm reading about it in North Dakota papers, uh, they're pretty happy with this arrangement. Although I mean, it's, it's it's out of sight, out of mind for them. Somebody it, else's problem. It is uh, another concern for uh, North Dakota folks and specifically people with oil wells. Um, apparently, when a property owner licenses or leases out their land for a well or, and whatnot, they um, there is not really a limit to the lease, and 
Some people, especially in North Dakota, have found themselves with a some sort of wastewater pond that they're not sure what's in this particular pond. <laughs> and uh, with the flooding they had last year, a lot of those were uh, overflowing. God, just what you need. I mean, you're tired as it is when you come home from work. They have to deal with the fucking radioactive pond. God, you can't put that water anywhere else. Um, well, you unless it, you can bring it to Montana, apparently. The, you know, yeah, Montana uh, or your neighbor's yard if he's not home. But what if he's home, you know? Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, shipped by rail or uh, how they get that here. <laughs> a good question. Well, hey, you know, hopefully we'll have a pipeline soon we can put it in. Yeah, so we already uh, covered tech jobs uh, coming to the state. I uh, uh, think another callback to Episode 9 where we discussed uh, Montana Power and in more detail than I think most people would care for, but it appears uh, by all all measures that we are ahead of the tech game. It's like a, it's, a uh, mini Silicon Valley up here, or a frozen Silicon Valley, I guess you'll call it. I find that a little hard to believe in a lot of senses because I see a lot of the you know quote-unquote tech companies, at least in Great Falls, and that's absolutely not true. But, um, I mean, I, I guess, if you look at, like, Bozeman... Yeah, Bozeman and uh, also, uh, what what do they have in Great Falls? They have uh, that FCR place that does the... Um, That's a call center. It's just a Shurian. It's the same shit. Is it? I, I thought they did something more high-tech than that, but maybe... Uh, oh, uh, they do, it's a call center for, like, Etsy and Blue Apron, I think. Etsy has a call center? Is this doxing them? Well, we have yeah, no professional have... <laughs> connection to them, so we can dox them all we want. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, they uh, totally. It's it's Etsy. Etsy's call center is in FCR. I'm surprised Etsy has a call center at all. Yeah, people need help. I, I don't know. What do you do on Etsy? You, like, sell shit that you make, right? Like, here I made these uh, little yeah. angels out of, like, wet toilet paper. Yeah, and then you sell it for 50 bucks. <laughs> That's... Here you go. Yeah, I made 50 of them for 20 bucks. And then, you know, here's the instructions. Call this number for support. <laughs> and then somebody's got to... Some poor, calls. almost minimum wage worker in Great Falls has to take that call. Jeez. Jim, people, you and me know. Well, I, I, I feel uh, unfortunate for them working back in a call center. I mean, but do do they um, replace the jobs we, uh, I guess, lost with uh, Asurian or NEW? You know, I'm not sure because there was some 500 people that worked there that uh, some of which suddenly didn't have a job. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that's basically what it is. Everyone just kind of skated out. Yeah, those until, people went uh, somewhere. I'm, I'm not sure where, though. Across the street and two buildings over hmm. to FCR. Oh, well, you think they'd use that same building, but I guess not. And that used no, it's to be... still the uh, NEW building is still vacant and uh, up for lease right now. If you are looking for a large commercial space... Uh, for a call center, if you are looking to open one, Great Falls uh, has one, and you know it's a competitive market right now because I'm sure the FCR is slowly pulling the same kind of shit that Assurian would because it's a call center environment. Now, isn't that same stuff they do? Is that they get a very favorable thing from the Better Business Bureau and Chamber of Commerce, where they you know get a no interest loan or whatnot, and uh, no, NEW did that. They had a, uh, you know, a big loan from the city, and as soon as that uh, no interest loan was paid off, they they cut and run to greener pastures, I guess. Yeah, um, 
God, I forget. Yeah, as soon happens. as they were no longer contractually obligated to be in Great Falls, they were gone. Yeah, there was that, and then on top of that, they said flat out, like, yeah, we're going to go somewhere else that's not going to tax us as much. And it's like big slap in the face because it's like, but there's the... What taxes are they talking about? Um, I don't know, because you have now people clearly pointing out, like, see, we need a sales tax because the other taxes are too high. So if we had a sales tax, then all our other taxes would be lower and we'll save money. You see, it'll, it'll be great. Uh, that's the only kind of reasoning I can think people would use for such an asinine idea as a sales tax. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, fuck me before you pay me. So, yeah, I'm not sh- I mean, they lease the building. I mean, on a property tax probably increases their uh, their lease amount a, a bit, but it's, like, you know, I'm not sure what it is for that sort of a building, but it, it seems like inconsequential like a, for what they're doing. I'm sure it was a tax to operate within the state, because, like, they pulled out of the state of Montana. Uh, the business license tax? Uh, I don't know. That, that <laughs> Like everything else we discussed on the show, I'm not a professional on this. Yeah, neither am I, but I'm just uh, dumbfounded that that was their, their reasoning when I think uh, our taxes are you know, very reasonable. Well, I mean, Amazon didn't set up shop here, so... Well, um, we refused to name our town Amazon. We could have renamed Great Falls Amazon Montana, like... Uh, uh, that's a true story. A town renamed themselves Amazon, or they were going to if they won the bid. They did not, so alas, there is no Amazon, Minnesota. What a slap in the face to those poor people that live there. Yes, to no. be born within the monster that is. And then probably work and die yeah. for the monster <laughs> that... Buy all your stuff there. Die there. You know, it's the same as... Um, I don't know how much they do it, but I've, I've been in Walmart sometimes when uh, the employees are in the back talking to other employees that are, like, off shift about, like, how they're being paid and stuff. And it seems almost as if, like, they're trying really hard to try to lean towards just paying them with pseudo-Walmart bucks, you know? Uh, uh, like, it's a debit card now, but, like, it's only a matter of time, you know, before it's a debit card, but, like... It's a debit card that's worth more if you use it at Walmart, and then it's a debit card that's worth less if you try and cash it out for cash. Like, that's just how it feels. And I believe um, New York, I know we're we're talking about New York again. We did that in the last episode with uh, that uh, Ocasio-Cortez thing. Awfully concerned about things in the East Coast, I guess. Uh, they um, declared She's that... She's a communist, Jim. A socialist, get it right. Um <laughs> <laughs> The uh, well, they uh, they they outlawed that practice. It was uh, McDonald's franchises were doing that, and they charged you or nickel and dimed you for everything. You want to withdraw your money? That'll be a you know an ATM fee because there's, uh, of of course, no McDonald's ATMs anywhere, um, and, and etc. And for every transaction, they you know whittle you down to nothing pretty much. So, yeah, they are trying to push that, and a lot of places uh, do that as well. So. Um, but that's not much different than, you know, say a mining town such as uh, a Butte or Anaconda or even it, the town called Phosphate. It's literally named Phosphate, um, <laughs> where, you know, you, you work for the mine, your property is owned by the mine. Your, the grocery store you buy at is you know, probably also owned by the mine or at least sanctioned by the mine and et cetera. It's not much different than, than that environment. Yeah, I guess you have an, a point there. It just feels more evil, I guess, when it's a corporation like Walmart involved. Uh, the Anaconda <laughs> Anaconda Company was any less evil? Uh, 
As far as I know, they literally flavor. killed people that disagreed with them. So, um, <laughs> and that they bought politicians and literally handed suitcases full of uh, money on the Congress's, uh, you know, footsteps, literally right on the the Capitol building. So I feel like we need to go over this in a special cast. Uh, they were pretty nefarious and pretty. Uh, the Copper Kings, uh, you know, were literally kings in or Montana kings in their day. So. Uh, maybe a future cast that'll be heavy on history. <laughs> yeah, I think we should uh, do a couple history pieces and specialize and go in deep. On so, them, on what, when them. some people complain about, uh, you know, it's the good old boys club and there's corruption in this town, etc., they appear to have forgotten the roots of Montana. That this is, you know, completely this sort of back scratching, back alleys deal, and uh, this, you know, even nepotism and other terrible things is completely canon for how we do business in Montana, starting in. <laughs> from before we were a state. It's business as usual. But we're looking to change that. Uh, well, we, we talked about wages, and uh, Helen Representative, uh, was that Mary Caffero, has some legislation coming through that limit, eliminates sub-minimum wage payments for disabled people. Um, I'm not sure how prevalent this practice is outside of goodwill. Um, as you say, I'm looking at you, goodwill, on this one, because uh, I'm trying to think of who it is. God, what was their, their names? It was an old couple here in Great Falls. I won't dox them, um, but they worked at the Goodwill. It was an old blind couple, and they like went on 2020 or Dateline, uh, one of those reportive news primetime shows, and explained that they were being paid like pennies on the dollar, essentially, for their uh, labor. Then they went through the process of like how they got evaluated for a raise, and then if they didn't do good on their evaluation process, like they'd get docked ca- uh, pay. It was pretty sick. So it, it's not doxing when they've already been named in actual stories. It looks like it was a CNBC article here, and it's uh, Leland Harold Leland. Um, yes, that's it. The Lelands. They were really nice. I used to deliver pizza to them, and. Uh, oh. I think I I remember he's blind as I recall or almost blind uh, the guy uh, fully blind they had a golden retriever that was really nice and they're uh, earning a little over five dollars an hour after you know so many years so um, yeah not doxing if they've already been named uh, <laughs> we're just uh, you know repeating and that was a CNBC that uh, source that I found there with that. But um, they're looking, uh, or at least Mary Caffaro from Helena in um, you know, Bill uh, 2761 wants to eliminate that practice. Um, and I'm not sure if anybody else does that other than goodwill. Uh, I don't know, just Salvation Army maybe. You can find like nonprofits that might get, try and get by and doing stuff like that. And it's uh, worth pointing out uh, that the uh, goodwill's uh, CEO is, uh, what's that say? It's over a million. Um, one moment here. Two point three million. Wow. Which a lot is of a, paychecks. Yeah, a decent chunk of change. Um Anywho, well uh hopefully that practice is going away, but something that's uh, not going away and coming, uh have you heard of the man eaters? Or meat eaters. <laughs> not not yeah. man eaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man eaters. Yeah. The show on Netflix about hunting and doing manly shit. Like shooting animals and shit. Uh, yeah, no, they're uh, moving their headquarters here to Bozeman. 
And uh, actually editing the production team and production company is coming to Bozeman, which is... Hopefully uh, that means they're going to be shooting animals there in Bozeman. Last time I went through, there was a huge-ass herd of elk out in some, like, field, like, right outside of town. So, uh, field of elk, your days are numbered. Uh, Meat eaters are on their way. Uh, they they are so it's uh <laughs> it's a narrative and you said that was on Netflix I actually have not seen this one I'm way behind in my so. Netflix I also haven't seen that bird thing oh Bird Box if uh, you get a chance everyone should check out Bird Box it sucks <laughs> it sucks well um the governor is is uh, very excited about it which is uh you know sort of odd that uh, you know Steve about Bird Box uh, not Bird Box the the meat eaters not oh it's the same he should watch Bird Box too if he hasn't but uh. Yeah, why would he be excited about meat eaters? Um, it's uh, exposing our assets of outdoors and waterways, landscapes, and uh, and of course it's Bullock, so he says our unparalleled access to public lands. Oh, that that's his thing. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's a lot of their things recently. So well, everyone's thing is like they they want to take your public lands, but it's is that but, the but you want to take my public lands, but, but no, but he wants to take my. Don't go taking my public lands. <laughs> Wasn't that the new sales tax in in this uh, last election? It's uh, they went away from sales tax and went away from pu- went to public lands. Sales tax, public lands, uh, term limits. That's the things we hear about all the time, in rotation. And then occasionally, uh, every four to eight years, we hear about uh, electoral college. Oh man! So we can look forward to uh, term limits coming up in this next election here. So. And it probably should be for the next, uh, uh, I guess, midterm when Tester's back up again. Uh, Indeed. Electoral College 2, potentially. Keep that in mind, because uh, next two years is when the election is next, right? Yeah, two years, 2020 for the main general election. Uh, Tester's not up, but I believe Bullock and uh, uh, Gianforte are. Or not Gianforte. Oh, jeez. Um, Bullock definitely is. I think Gianforte is going to be another midterm, because that's six years, if I remember right. No, yeah, Gene Forte just won, so who else? Danes. Uh, Danes. All right. Well, perhaps it should be term limits. Uh, you know, Danes is not as seasoned as uh, a te- as Tester, so maybe that'll come well, back you know, to haunt him. In all honesty, like, our, they're all noobs there. <laughs> noobs except Tester. This is his third term. Still, though, like, third term. Uh, you know, Bacchus is, was in since, like, the fucking 70s, dude. Started from the bottom, as I recall. So, uh... Like Senator Dilberg himself, there, you know. What's well, all? He's retired now, but uh, does he even still live in Montana? I mean, that's kind of a slap in the face if you're a senator for a state that long and then you don't live there. I mean, at least he was born here in Helena. Yeah, Twenty years, seventy-three. Uh, he started, uh, and then he got out in the late nineties. So, no, he got out in twenty seventeen. 2017. Oh, no, never mind. Well, never mind. Not elected. He was ambassador to China, which was 2014 a, is when he got out. Uh, an appointed position. So, oh yeah, he was in uh, the Senate Finance Committee there. That was his bread and butter. He was he was uh, watching over the banking, keep keeping the the books in check there. And then Chuck Grassley took over. Uh, well, he's the longest urban senator in Montana history. So, you you were correct there, but. I'm able to talk to you. You know, this podcast is due in part because of. So thank you for your hard work, I guess. Uh, more more thank you to the linemen. But, uh, yeah, you too, I guess. Yeah, the boots on the ground, those are the important things. And <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, Max Box or any of these guys aren't the one, you know, going out when uh, the snowstorm knocks over your pole. 
But indeed, in which case, you know, I gotta say as well, everyone in Great Falls, don't go outside if you can help it. It's shitty out. Stay off the roads. Yeah. So imagine if you're responsible for one hitting the pole and two uh, making a team of guys come out when it's negative fifteen over there or whatever it is. But a lot of negative looks. A lot of negative looks be chastised. Well, um, that's all we have in the docket for today, so that uh, concludes episode 13 uh, Keep on Trucking of Montana Voices podcast. As usual, if you would like to hit us up on our email, it's going to be montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook page is going to be at Montana Voices podcast. Twitch is going to be twitch.tv slash Montana Voices. Looks like we're going to be doing a uh, premiere stream this New Year's Eve, I'm hoping. I'm looking forward then, to it. Oh, it's going to be some fun stuff. I'm uh, really thinking I'm going to have something figured out by then. And then uh, on top of that, uh, if you'd also like to check us out now on our Google platforms, YouTube, Montana Voices Podcast, search for it. You can find it there. Uh, we're now also featured yet again on Google Play uh, and Montana Voices Podcast, as well as your Spotify for you kids. <laughs>